You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. On today's episode, we're joined by Brandon Reeves, and Brandon is the executive director of the Virginia Cattlemen's Association. Brandon, we're happy to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much, Ashley. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Well, Brandon, I know you have a pretty extensive background in agriculture and agriculture policy. So will you just dive into that for us today? Absolutely. So I grew up on a cattle farm in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. So I grew up a a cattle farmer. And I tell you, this is my dream job, being being able to represent um, my home state with the industry that I love. But uh, I went to Texas Tech, majored in animal science and competed on their livestock judging team. Uh, did an internship at the Ari Brown Ranch and have worked in D.C. Um, prior to to joining Virginia Cattlemen's, I was with the Combat Zone Associates for a couple of years. Um, work, was fortunate to work on the House Agriculture Committee um, as a law clerk in the 2018 Farm Bill, and then most recently with the U.S. Beet Sugar Association. Great. Well, I'm sure that experience and and all of the different things you've done really lend a hand in what you do with Virginia Cattlemen. So, can you just walk us through? what day-to-day looks like and i know that's kind of a loaded question for you because you were judging a livestock show yesterday you're speaking to a group today but uh just walk us through what your role consists of and in the priorities that you're focusing on there in virginia absolutely well first off i have to compliment my staff and my board i mean i think we've got a a really um, engaged board that is looking to do a lot of things for Virginia cattle producers and uh, staff that has a tremendous amount of experience. I mean, our field guys that help with marketing and have been doing it and at it for a long time and doing a really great job. And um, and so really just blessed to have great staff. Uh, my day-to-day, I think with the Virginia Cattlemen's Association, we really have three main areas that we focus on for our producers, marketing, uh, policy and then member services or education. And so it, it's kind of a balance of of all those things and wherever I can fill in and help. I think, um, you know, on the marketing side, we really try to help promote Virginia cattle, but our field guys have that, you know, our, our, our sales and tele auction covered there. Um, and so just uh, trying to learn and, and be engaged in that as much as we can. I think uh, on the policy side, uh, really fortunate uh, to have this relationship with NCBA and, and be able to work through and with NCBA on a lot of things in D.C. and use those resources in Richmond as well uh, with our General Assembly. And then, you know, we're doing the webinars and and trying to really provide our membership with services. We just had our field day, which I really appreciate the NCBA contingent that came down to support us during that. Um, but just trying to provide our producers with the information they need to help make decisions that'll help, you know, better their herds and hopefully, um, you know, help their bottom line. So you touched on it a little bit, but the relationship between Virginia Cattlemen's and NCBA, can you talk about from your perspective, why you think it's important to have a strong uh, state and national relationship there? Absolutely. Well, I think it's it's critically important um, to have that that good relationship, and we're fortunate at VCA that to have such a good relationship with NCBA. And I know we we have a, a lot of great people, uh, Gene Copenhaver, Margaret Ann Smith, that serve you know in in roles with within NCBA on on policy committees. And so um, I think the first thing I'll say is that a lot of people don't understand is just how tough of a job that NCBA has. When you, when you look at how many different segments of the industry from cow-calf to backgrounding to feedlots and 
all down the line. And then you take into account all the regional and state differences. It's really difficult to find compromises that work for everyone. And so my hat's off to NCBA for taking on that challenge, for listening to their state affiliates and doing doing a great job, you know, uh, navigating those waters. Uh, the, the second thing that I'll say is I had the opportunity, as I mentioned, to work on the Hill and, and NDC for a period of time. And I mean, I mean, no disrespect to other groups, but the infrastructure and influence that NCBA has on cattle issues in D.C. is second to none. And I'm convinced that for anything positive to happen in D.C. for the cattle industry, that NCBA has got to be behind it and pushing it. And I, I think that it's easy sometimes for people maybe to get a little frustrated thinking, well, we're, you know, NCBA is not moving fast enough on certain issues or not doing enough. And I tell you, you know, I'm willing to give up a little bit of speed to take that more deliberate approach that has the weight of the industry behind it. And, uh, and I think, you know, there's a certain balance there that's important, important to keep. And I think NCBA does a really good job walking that line. And uh, as a state affiliate, you know, it, it's great to know that we have such a strong national affiliate that we can work through and with and uh, the the resources and the, and the relationship that we have there is just invaluable. Well, certainly appreciate all of those things. I know the team here has really enjoyed getting to work with you and, and getting to work with your membership. But can we just talk a little bit more about some of the specific things that Virginia Cattlemen and, and NCBA have done together? Just talk a little bit more about some of those policy priorities and, and how the two groups have worked together. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, I, I really have appreciated being in constant contact with the Washington DC office and then, and, and Colin Woodall as well. But, you know, I'm every week I'm in communication either with Ethan Tanner, Danielle, uh, Allison, you know, name, name the staffer on the issue. I think there's so many issues of importance that I don't have, the, the resources or the, the staff or the technology necessarily to, to understand all of the tax issues. And Danielle's done a really great job kind of telling us what we need to know and what we need to be pushing and, 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 you know, educating our members and then our elected officials about, you know, what's important, what are the effects of some of these, if some of these policies are enacted, going to have on the agriculture industry and cattle producers specifically. And so I think, um, you know, working with with her and, and and then Ethan and Tanner on these on these cattle marketing issues and kind of trying to figure out how to best navigate those waters. I mean, we're in 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 constant communication. I mean, USDA has been really active, uh, especially here the past couple months, um, and so just kind of making sure that everybody's aware of of what they're hearing, what's going on, and um, and then just trying to 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 work together to to be the most informed and then uh, the most prepared for uh, what's coming down the pike. Well, and I think kind of on the opposite end of it, here in D.C., our most powerful tool for advocacy is sharing the story of producers on the ground. And we work with you all the time to say, hey, do you have a producer that could talk about this? Or can you give us uh, some perspective and what you're hearing on the ground in your state? So I think it goes both ways. And it's just really important to kind of have the whole chain there to make sure that the cattle and beef industry is, is represented well and here in is represented well here in D.C. and then also represented well um, in all of the different states across the country. You bet. You bet. Yes, ma'am. So what would you say to folks who are looking to get involved either in their state association or a national level? 
Absolutely. Well, I'd say do it. I mean, it's so important. I think the one thing that we hear a lot and that I truly believe in is if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And so it is so important that we, um, that we, you know, we, we can't sit back and complain about things when we're not being engaged, trying to, you know, defend ourselves and, and stand up for, for things that, that cattle producers are for, and we're for so many good things. And so I'd say that, uh, there's no downside to getting involved. I mean, our, most of the dues I would, I would venture to say are, are very minimal for the value that you get and joining your state associations and, and the resources that you're able to connect with. I mean, we just had our uh, cattlemen's field day there and we were fortunate to join with our dairy group, but we had over 50 vendors from across the state and uh, just a really good lineup of speakers. And so it's a great way to, to, you know, build those relationships, build that network um, and, and increase your education. And so I think the the opportunities and we've got NCBA convention coming up in, in Nashville here next month and that trade show, I mean, we talk about an opportunity to go and improve um, your operation by just seeing what technology is out there, what what deals different companies are offering. I mean, I think that uh, there's a lot of value that what what you're giving up in terms of your time or your pay, you'll more than make up for in, in the value if you'll just take advantage of it. Well, thanks, Brandon. We really appreciate you being on the podcast today and taking some time out of your busy schedule. Uh, thanks again. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.